cinch up your hoods and get cozy by the fire because it's time for a fireside chat. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by James Taylor of Greater Goods. A very abrupt yeah, yeah. intro. <laughs> How are you today? No, I like that. Yeah, good. All good. good. It's um, good. 8, 8 p.m. Just chilling at home in nice. a dark room. <laughs> You're one of the only people that likes to rec- or asks me to record at night. Most people are like, as soon as they get off work. So I'll be recording with them at like five. But for you, it's always like eight, nine. The grind don't <laughs> stop. Evening hour is always the best. <laughs> nah, it's just, I'm a bit more chilled in the evening, you know? Like yeah. this isn't work. So like it's just a nice combo. Um, I, agree. I always love evening calls. My head's a bit more like chilled, mm-hmm. you know, because don't have to look at emails and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't have that luxury because uh, if I was to call you at 9 p.m., it'd be like 1 a.m. in the morning, I believe. I'd wake up for that. <laughs> only for, <laughs> hey, only thanks, for trees man. and nylon. <laughs> thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's the Jameis difference right there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who anyone doesn't know, this is the Fireside Chat. I just bring on some guests that you know, want to come back. Maybe they have to air out some grievances. Maybe they just want to talk to me some more. Uh, we just have a little chat. Um, so the first thing we're going to do actually is you're going to bring out an item, a uh, mystery item that I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I've asked you to bring something on. There it is. It is two sketchbooks. I just dug out my old one as well. Awesome. Cause I haven't actually awesome. gone through it in maybe two years or so because I kind of stopped drawing so I thought it would be mm-hmm. interesting just to go through it yeah it's um, very cool have a, a trip down memory lane so let's let's ask the questions now when did you start drawing oh damn I don't know there wasn't like <laughs> a certain day it's kind of like every kid draws don't they so uh, yeah. I kind of just didn't really stop I guess mm-hmm. I took it uh, I, I, I say a bit more seriously but I don't mean like religiously but like I started drawing daily when I, in my teens, maybe, um, I just like the scale of it. Like you don't mm. need much. I have a, again, a five sketchbook, um, and mm. a bunch of different pencils that are like different, um, hardnesses and softness. And yeah, it was just good, good practice to have and good skill to have. Um, and it's transferable as well. So I kind of just had it as my core and knew if I went into graphic design, or if I went into like, I don't know, architecture or something, it's still a good skill to have. And where, which year are the two sketchbooks from? Is it like... Oh, good question. How, how um, long have you had them for? This one that's more like greater goods related and has more mm. like meeting notes and like garment drawings and whatever. Okay. I think is I haven't even dated it, but let's say 2019. <laughs> okay. I'm terrible at like keeping track. And then this one, which is like sketches and portraits and like more arty stuff i've actually dated mm. it and it's 2017 oh, september 2017 just i'm not even finished it that's how like <laughs> badly i stopped drawing wow why did you stop drawing just because you found the woodworking hobby probably yeah just yeah. life direction changed and like mm. i had no I had no time and i just lost motivation to draw like mm. in a realistic way that's a bit more um expressive because there was just no need for it Mm. um i had to start thinking about career and i just i would say just bad time management i think i think if i <laughs> if i wanted to i could for sure i'm mm. just making excuses um but I, I, yeah there was just no need for it i focus on more like bag drawings and that kind of thing mm. nice well for me i um i get that whole like the creative 
outlet was kind of fulfilled by another thing because I used to make YouTube videos all the time. Oh, and sick. then, yeah. And then I Gaming translated montage. that. <laughs> yeah. I used to do MLG. No, I'm kidding. I just like <laughs> get some stuff with my friends and put them on YouTube. And then oh, I sick. started, I hosted the, another podcast that will not be named. Um, and I, when I started doing what that, I kind the, of, what was the theme of that podcast? <laughs> just to give a, um, it was just me and my roommate talking basically. Oh, okay. Okay. I ca- you can you can try to find it. It might actually be, exist still. And for the Patreon exclusive, this is a paywall exclusive. You can listen to. Uh, actually, I think it'll dox me pretty hard. I don't know if I should say it. Ah, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't try to make the leap and give it out, but I don't know. Totally if you want you. it, if you really want it, if you really want it, you can message me and maybe if I trust you. <laughs> I did that and I stopped making as many YouTube videos. And now I started Trees and Nylon, so I've stopped doing the old podcast. Well, I stopped that a while ago, but I've 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 found like creative outlets throughout my life that have basically superseded the last one I did. And so now Trees and Nylon, both the page and the podcast and the Patreon podcast, thank you for supporting me, um, have all kind of support have taken over everything else. So I get that for sure. As a, it's just the time as a allocation to it. As it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's a time you you wish you could split it across everything but like you said mm-hmm. one thing takes over the other thing and like there's only so many hours in a day as well to juggle life and creative hobbies and yeah, yeah i don't know how some people manage it because some people do do it but i like sleeping you know i like sleeping seven hours a day and like <laughs> yeah it's important being yeah i don't know how some people function like i know a few people that will be like yeah i don't sleep like just don't stop working i'm like damn how like i wouldn't be able to wake up the next day and like be productive the next day mm-hmm. yeah i um <laughs> a little short story about me i'm watching my girlfriend's dog uh and she was supposed to drop off the dog at seven she's like i'm gonna drop it off at seven a.m you know just give her the food and the dog real quick I'm like, okay cool so i set my alarm for like 6 45 6 30 because day before my alarm didn't go off mm. so i wake up at seven and it's just like i'm just dead tired like i woke up at like 6 30 because i really didn't want to miss it and oh, my body just woke me up yeah. and i was just like dead tired and then i wait till seven and then i'm like okay just text me when you're gonna be here and she's like okay and i just stayed awake and she didn't get here till like 8 30 and i was like oh, God, i'm so tired <laughs> just gonna go. so i was just like awake just keeping myself awake but like still wanted to keep myself asleep enough because i'm the kind of guy that once i wake up i just can't go to, like i can't take naps oh, my body just like won't oh, let me same. yeah so i, I had to people do that in the middle of the day how mm-hmm. the sun is out how are you yeah. sleeping i don't get it and then like you're you're in the middle of the day how can you just stop i don't be like <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm done and i i'm quick power and how i've never yeah never in my life i've laid down on the sofa in the middle of the day and just fallen asleep i just don't know mm-hmm. how people do that that's a blessing that, though, if you've got that, that hustle mentality yeah, I think it's just normal living, but some people have got that like that genetic nap power power nap gene. Mm, beta males. That's what we're going. We're on a sigma grind set, you and me, James. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, let's let's jump back to the the drawing now. Uh, now we've talked about beta males already. Yeah, um, <laughs> hard hard turn, man. Hard turn, hard turn. Um, what is like some of the your favorite stuff to draw when you were still in the hobby? um it was portraits and fruit mm-hmm. bowls don't ask why i think fruit bowls were always just like in front of me on the dinner table or like 
on like the kitchen counter and it was always just mm-hmm. something to draw um portraits are always challenging so i love drawing like i didn't super enjoy drawing like faces but it was a nice challenge um and if you can draw a face you can you can draw a lot of things like it's very very hard to draw someone you know or recognize because it has to be bang on if something's slightly off the likeliness of the portrait goes out the window so you have to be Mm. really accurate um so that was always good and then yeah fruit bowls because they're just always in front of me um and for some reason it is weirdly nice to draw it's a a classic like school thing it's like oh yeah draw a bowl of fruit or like draw this vase we put in front of you and i always was down for that i'm always like yeah happy to do that um so yeah my sketchbook is just people and fruit i love it just people and fruit (laughs) the most important thing in life (laughs) (laughs) awesome I have to. I have these little ticks that I have to stop saying, but I don't know how Which to I'm naturally. Awesome. That's not awesome. a tick. That's just like that's how. That's how I. That's what I do. Is I say awesome when I want to just stop a conversation and move on to the next one. Or if oh, I'm trying I, to segue I and I mean. can't find a natural okay. one, I'm just like, oh, awesome. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> that comes with experience, though, doesn't it? Like the more yeah. you do well, this, you think so I like... have it, right? Nah, you got to be doing like this kind of shit for a long time to like change the way you speak. Like, it's a mm. uh, it's a big change, but isn't it? The thing is, I don't talk like this in person because oh. I'm not interviewing people. You know, <laughs> I'm just having a conversation, so I don't have to. I, think, I don't. Yeah. Ha- I don't have like a. I don't have a format when I'm just talking to someone because I'm not a sociopath. Yeah. Maybe, and um, so I don't. I don't have to like. I don't have to say. Okay. Okay. Here, we've hit my one topic. Awesome. Let's move on to the next topic. You know, I don't I need to do that, but now I do for a podcast. But anywho, let's move on to questions. Cool. Let's move on to let's move on to the banger questions I have for you today. And actually, the fun thing is you get to choose one, two, nice. three, four, five, or six. Give me a number. Oh, sick! It's like that. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Is one like really bad? That's like no, deeply personal. It, <laughs> what's your what's your credit card number? That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go for let's go for three bang in the middle go for three okay cool this kind of harkens back to the last podcast we had where at the end we trailed off and kind of talked about food for a little while oh, i was I love just thinking combo. about that yeah yeah i want to ask you we never touched on it in the actual episode what's your favorite dessert oh that's a big question that's <laughs> like that is big on the spot as well let me think let me think hard-hitting journalism over here i I, throwing it out there i'm not saying this is the one but i do like apple pie okay i do like apple pie it's by no means the best for sure like it's it's not even top five but i weirdly (laughs) like it weirdly i can't explain it it's more of like a a deep like ingrained childhood dessert that i've just continued to have okay. throughout life um but let me think of another one i do like a chocolate brownie as well mm. nothing warm dessert should never be warm oh I'll, that's I'll a hot that take that's a hot take yeah. i stand by that no dessert not even like warm. a warm apple pie no nah, cold mm. interesting I like things like out of the fridge almost that like tastes metallic because it's been in the fridge <laughs> and it has that like, thought... chemical Kind Have of you ever tried a warm apple pie with ice cream? 
Yeah, that's like that's the restaurant menu item, isn't it? Like they always have warm apple pie. Yeah, with ice cream. cream. Have you ever tried that? I won't order that. I I won't order that because it's really I've had it, but it melts the ice cream too quickly. You know, then you end up with like the swamp of like wet pastry (laughs) and like a liquid vanilla ice cream. I don't think it's good. I think the cold, especially if you've like maybe because I've grown up like having curries and like this kind of thing. Um, where you don't want something hot after like a spicy curry or like something that's like really mm. intense. You just want something yeah, yeah, cold, yeah. chills you out, yeah, um, and just like calms you down a bit. I don't know how people can have a hot meal followed up with like dessert. some volcanic chocolate cake. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, don't I will know. say, I will say, I'm not a huge like. I don't like super sweet sweets. Like we say, like, like volcanic cake. Like I don't think I don't like things that are too rich. Like I don't like a super rich chocolate dessert. I feel like dessert should be a little bit lighter. You know. What about in a moderation? Like you can't have a lot of that. But what about like? I can have a, a little thin slice. That's when I think is like it's all about the quantity of it as well. Like mm-hmm. a big apple pie slice, easy. You yeah. know, no problem. <laughs> I can get the whole thing. Yeah. But a rich chocolate cake or like a strong brownie, mm-hmm. like you can't have. Yeah too much of it well you can but it's gonna fuck you up so like you have Mm. to be in moderation yeah my the favorite my favorite dessert after like a big meal if we're talking about that would probably be to answer the question that i asked you um (laughs) would probably be this one specific cake that i get at this japanese bakery you know i was at japan right oh have you mentioned it it before (laughs) no i don't think so is it one of those things (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean (laughs) Oh, but anyway, there's a, there's a Japanese bakery near me and they make this strawberry cream cake. It's just like a very light cake with layers of like cream and slash candy or like basically sugar on top of strawberries in between. And it is heavenly. It is light. It's not too sweet as most Asian desserts are just like not American levels of like cups of sugar on oh, top yeah, of it. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like fruity and refreshing. And especially cause it's right next to this Korean barbecue place I go to. So mm. I fill up on fatty meats and then I go to this place and I get this nice, refreshing fruity cake. It's like, Oh, it's just so good. It's just like, there's, there's that nothing better good. than that. Does it taste yeah. like strawberry yogurt almost? Um, yeah, kind of. That's, that in my head, that's the flavor I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strawberry yogurt, kind of like it's light, but it has mm-hmm. that strawberry. Strawberry can be that synthetic strawberry. Yeah, no, no. This like, is this is the real deal. This is the real deal. And the real, you know, like I always like having sweets. You're like, what the flip? Like it's a <laughs> an exaggerated fruit flavor. You might mm-hmm. have something cherry flavor, and it's like a super super cherry. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're like, how is this? But it is like bubblegum flavored <laughs> stuff. What the flips that? Like, how does that even? Who sat down? I was like, yeah, this is bubblegum flavor. I don't know. I find it interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't think you've actually answered the question. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> you said that I apple think... pie wasn't your favorite. <laughs> oh, let me think. Let me think. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm just going to have to commit and just say chocolate brownie. but Chocolate don't... brownie? It, it actually isn't. Just for the sake of, I can't think of anything. In the previous, just track back. I, I want to sort myself out from the previous episode. Mm. You asked me who my favorite designer was, and I couldn't think of anyone. 
I have a lot of people, just my mind goes blank on the spot. And this dessert questions hit exactly the same way. There you go. Well, you chocolate brownie, keep it simple. Keep yeah. it classic, but a cold one. Definitely, yeah. definitely not yeah. warm. 100%. <laughs> and also, follow-up question to the brownie, since you said that. Do you like a centerpiece or do you like a little edge, like a piece with some crust on it? Oh, no, middle block. Middle, middle. block. Interesting. It has to be no crust. It has to be like exposed edge on every four sides. Mm. Okay, okay. So you're just yeah. a menace that dips right into the middle and cuts a piece straight out of the center. Honestly, with a pizza, I would do that if it wasn't deemed weird, you know? Just what? cut the middle bit and then have the crust after. What? Yeah. Have the crust after the pizza? <laughs> That's really dependent on the pizza. If it's a, if it's a really shitty like pizza, then maybe, uh-huh. yeah. If it's a good pizza, then the whole thing tastes good every time. Um, but it's like the, when you have a sandwich, which is a very British thing. I have loads of them. Um, a the sandwich? The best bit. Yeah, like a crisp sandwich. That's a banger. That's good. You've never had that. What do you, you've, what do you've you mean? You've gone Yo, what do you mean by a sandwich? <laughs> like oh, a Brit- you don't know what- I know what a sandwich is, but you said it's a very British thing to have a sandwich. I think it's a very normal thing. <laughs> no, as in like cheese and pickle sandwich. Is that, have you heard of that? Cheese and pickle sandwich. No, I'm going to Google it though. See, okay, the fillings is what makes it British. There we yeah, go. Yeah, and the yeah, cheap yeah. bread <laughs> and the really terrible. You need the bread that gets stuck to the roof of your mouth. Okay, okay. Cheese and pickle sandwich. No, I have not had that. It sounds extremely British though. Yeah, it's a bit trash to be honest, but I do have that like quite a lot just got out of convenience. Branston pickles. That's the, the pickles one. are That's brown. Yeah, I'm not used to pickles it's, being brown. It's a mess. It's just a, I think it's a blend <laughs> of everything. And it, it's a bit of a weird taste, I'll be real. But it's one of those uh-huh. things, once you have, say, four times, three times, <laughs> you might get hooked. Mm-hmm. It's what you okay. end up, you have it once, you're like, this is disgusting. Then one day you wake up and it clicks and you're like, yeah, this is good. It kind of reminds me, you, you mentioning these simple but different sandwiches reminds me of um, actually in Japan, which I've actually been to, if you didn't know, um, at Seven Eleven they have these, I don't know, convenience, convenience store sandwiches that are like ham, mayonnaise, and like cucumber. And they're just, it's all, it's no crust. It's all just white bread. And there's just like a little pack of them. And they're just so good. They also do one with egg. And like, I'm salivating right now. <laughs> they just they sell them at 7-Eleven, which is like a, a big deal over there. It's not like it is here. I don't even know if you have 7-Eleven. Is that American? Seven Eleven's American, eh? I believe so, yeah. Um never, the, what is 7-Eleven? Like what is it's is it like just a, like a bodega convenience store, gas station store type that's thing. That's what I mean. Like it's a blend of everything, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like they're like a big corner shop. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's, they're flipping big like i'm on the <laughs> socials and they're like they're huge yeah they're all over the u.s and like i said they're very popular in japan um well they convenience stores in japan from what i've seen i can only speak from the experience i've had they are kind of they can kind of act as well, like I'm grocery stores Insta. a little bit more yeah um like when i was with my buddy he was like oh i got to pick up groceries and you know it was late at night and he was like i just gotta we'll just go get some like produce from the 7-eleven you know, so he just like bought a bunch of like vegetables and a little bit of meat 
from the 7-Eleven because he couldn't go to the farmer's market in the morning. So oh. it's kind of just like a secondary grocery store. Go on the 7-Eleven Japan Insta- Instagram account right now. It looks unreal. <laughs> they have 800,000 followers and every post <laughs> looks like a gourmet meal. Whoever's doing the graphics is nailing it. <laughs> I'm loading it up right now. My Wi-Fi is really bad. The video stream is really good. Like the Zoom call. It might be hey, that's that good. using all the, the yeah, bandwidth. Hopefully. <laughs> I'd rather do that and 7-Eleven not load very well. I can probably pick up <laughs> my phone too. 7-Eleven Japan, finally. Loaded. Wow. Check it out. I'm still scrolling. I'm still <laughs> scrolling. Yeah. That is... It looks like they sell stuff. everything. They do. And at a lot of these places, they have they sell like the cup ramen and all that, and then they have a hot water dispenser you can fill up the ramen Crazy. so that you eat on the go. Yeah. Pretty cool. Damn, this, this is but like the, really the graphics and stuff they put on there are just like very Japanese looking. They've got like a whole studio set up. Look, they've got <laughs> like they might have their own like internal team or something. Oh, definitely, nuts. definitely, definitely. I hope everyone at home is scrolling along to the 7-Eleven Japan. Yeah, this is big. Forget, don't listen to us. <laughs> this Just is open big. Instagram. 7-Eleven <laughs> Japan and keep scrolling. Yeah. They've got it's crazy. 1.3 thousand uploads. Just keep going. They do. They have a lot. Um, they must upload like five times a day. Just bangers after bangers. They get a lot of <laughs> likes as well. How do we get onto this? How do we start talking? I, oh, I, the, I the sandwiches. The I sandwiches. I'm so glad I saw that. The sandwiches, man. Let's see if they even have the sandwiches on here. It looks like they're showcasing really good-looking food, though. It might be at the bottom somewhere. Oh, there's. I see one. Here's one right here with like a strawberry type thing. You can see that. Oh yeah, damn. Like a strawberry okay, okay. sandwich with cream. Yeah. So that's like a dessert one, but they have a bunch of sandwiches that are non-dessert as well that are just good. Right. And you talking about yeah, pickle I did and cheese. see some baguettes. I did see some like there you go. Yeah, I get rolls down here. It looked like a subway. My mom said Japanese people are really interested in French pastries. It's like a thing. Really? There. Okay. Yeah, like the 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 Japanese um, bakery thing that I go to is called Paris Baguette. Oh, nice! <laughs> but it's Japanese. <laughs> A great name or just very on the nose Asian. there's also korean stuff there it's mostly japanese nice yeah is that wait is that in your hometown mm-hmm. it's like 30 minutes away from me yeah nice on the doorstep oh dude these these are so good you would hate a lot it. there's a lot here. oh wait, no you'd like it it's cold it's like oh. a uh it's so that's ice cream in the middle with a little bit of chocolate on the edge and that's that whole like pale thing is What's like a waffle cut? cone Oh, so it's like and an it's ice like, cream like sandwich, pretty much. Yeah, it's an ice cream sandwich, but it comes in. It's that whole thing that's they're usually connected, and so it's like three segments of an ice cream sandwich, and you can just Crazy. break them off. And yeah, they're really good. Anyway, <laughs> um, this looks nuts. They should make like a cookbook. <laughs> they should. That's a good idea. Maybe send them a message. Yeah, just start consulting for Seven Eleven Japan. <laughs> That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be the good. dream. That'd be sick, man. Uh, also, <laughs> while we were doing that, I looked up. You you wanted to know who invented bubble gum and like who decided what the flavor oh, was going yeah. to be. Sick. Um, his name is Walter Deemer for the Fleer Corporation in Philadelphia in 1928. He created the indescribable bubble gum flavor that we know today. There we go. Indescribable. Because what and the flip pink. does that taste like? 
it's pink because it's the only food coloring he had at the time. Oh and my God. Um, it just uses a bunch of esters, which are like fruit flavored chemicals. Nice. So I always thought bubblegum was like blue, but that's just, it's part of my myth. Yeah. What? Like we have, oh, no. like, do you have ice, like ice cream vans that just drive around? Is that a thing? Yeah. In America? Yeah. It must be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we have those here. And I remember as a kid, ordering an ice cream and for some reason i switched it up that day and i was like oh let me get bubble gum let me try that crap mm. and it was blue and it was like radioactive <laughs> blue like it's the color that your oh. home printer can't print like it has to be like a <laughs> it has to be like a pantone blue like you can't uh. you can't replicate this blue it's so yeah. vibrant i'm sure it could glow in the dark if it could but like it yeah and ever since then bubble gum is registered as like blue in my head but pink makes more sense i mean if, I think you if i was google, watching like a cartoon it'll be pink wouldn't it if you google bubble gum and you look at images what what comes up for you every color but mainly pink oh yeah on a very pink bubble gum okay let's see type in bubble gum ice cream then we see what comes up oh, blue. Okay. see bubble gum ice cream yeah it's explain all that blue. one explain <laughs> that <you> <laughs> Wow. Huh. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Look at that. You learn something every day. <laughs> I think we've thoroughly dissected uh, question number three. Let's so say we move on. You've got yes, yeah. one, one, two, four, five, or six. Um, let's go six. Six. Okay. What is a piece that you really want to make, but you have not had the time or resources or know how to make something could be clothing could be something else just like an item that you really want to make you've um, never, never done it i've got a, a list on my phone that has everything i oh, want yeah? to make but i think off the dome it's going to be like a sofa like reupholstering a sofa wow. something big and furniture uh, it's very straightforward to do actually it's just kind of like time and space i just haven't got around to it um, it's a big commitment to get going with it, but once you get mm -hmm. going, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And just getting, yeah, just haven't haven't got around to it. But I think a sofa, like a bigger posted. I see so many crappy sofas that are thrown out, but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with them apart uh. from like the outer fabric being torn. Or I saw one today that looked. I still got a photo of it, but it looked mm. horrific in a good way. It looked like something from a space age film. Like it looked like a car mm. seat that had been stretched, yeah, and like had curved. It was, That's so cool. It it looked bad, but I know it had potential. <laughs> but it had potential. I, it's just reupholstering something like that, and again, it was thrown out on the side of the road. Like anyone mm -hmm. could take it. Yeah. But just redoing something like that would be sick. And the issue is, I don't know what to do with it after. I'd have mm. it, and I'd be like, I can't take this home because we have a sofa. My studio is not big enough. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I guess I could just try and sell it, but I've got to hold it sell. somewhere for a while. Charity auction. Greater Goods Charity Auction. Oh, sell imagine if like, no one buys it. I'm stuck <laughs> with this like huge sofa that's like, <laughs> is cool, but I don't really have a use for it. No, what you do um, is then is you throw it on the road and let someone else take it. Yeah, just the <laughs> life cycle continues. <laughs> just someone undoes it all and reupholsters like the normal yep. fabric back on. And just a cycle um, moves on that, and on. Yeah. <laughs> Product life cycle. That's what they talk about, right? 
and <laughs> hey, you're part of it. You're a big part of Jax, it. There we go. There we go. But there's a few on that list, like uh, hammocks, mm. tents. They're all big. Mm. Oh, uh, wow. I've not done anything big. Again, they're all really mm. simple to make. They're probably more simple than a bag, to be honest, because it's just big sheets of fabric put together. Yeah. But a hammock is um, probably the easiest one, I would think. I think to make it strong and durable, that's a different thing because you have to take body weight and you have to use the correct thread and you, mm. you have to be a bit more like you have to think ahead you can make it mm. but i want to make something that's like really usable yeah yeah um so you have to back it with all kind of fabric but mm. all these big items i i've had a few projects that have, could make it happen like i can i might be oh i get a project i'm like oh i love to make this and they're like yeah mm. we can go for it so it might happen um nice yeah yeah we'll see that'd be really cool well, that also give you another excuse to actually go outside, actually use the hammock. Still so haven't done I'd that. I'd love to Still see that. Done that. <laughs> Since the previous episode, I've not actually left the house or studio. I've just dug a tunnel <laughs> under my apartment to the, yeah. the studio, so I don't mm-hmm. have to go outside in daylight. That's crazy. That's it's really quite cool. Effective. Yeah, and it's worked really nicely. Just that's awesome. All my my rain gear and stuff stays nice and clean yeah as it should that's what it's meant it's just yeah. meant to look pretty on the just, shelf yeah, i want to so. keep it crispy you know it has that like crispy as soon as you get a new jacket it has that rigid mm. shell feeling mm-hmm. i like that feeling yeah. last yeah i mean i understand i understand crazy that you got like the city just doesn't know that you've dug it or it doesn't like interfere yeah. with any of like the metro it, I, I spoke to like the council and they, they oh. understood yeah okay. they, understood. Yeah. they mean, have hey. a similar feeling like the outdoors and just not liking it so yeah, well, hey, that's cool. Like-minded people. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> All right, you've got one, two, four, or five. For one. Go for one. All righty. Another sewing question. What is the hardest piece, as in most difficult, to make that you've made so far? I think I'm probably working on it at the moment. Everything I've made mm. has been relatively, relatively straightforward. Um, mm. But I'm working on some pieces where, like, um, I've just made it more and more complex. I've just kind of pushed it and pushed it. Mm. Um, that's why I've not really done any new products on the web store because I'm still kind of like, I want it to be really good and be the best I know it can be at that moment. Um, so I'm working on a new bottle bag design, which is maybe mm-hmm. coming out soon i'm not too sure like i'm gonna okay. get around to it at the moment but a new version of that and a few new bags that are work like they're gonna be the best things i've made for sure and it's a, a design mm-hmm. i can replicate it won't be a one-off but it'll be something i can make and continue and continue to make um that's just getting more and more complex um so i say a few of the new bags are probably the more complex pieces i've done okay anything anything like uh that one one of one bag you made that you posted on your feed a while ago uh which one is it uh like bindle um yeah yeah like, like sling tote bag sling yeah uh yeah you're talking about the the green arcteryx one the army green mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you said not it's, for sale it's a, it's a highly developed style of that so okay. that bag is like three pattern pieces I've developed it so it's like 25 different pieces. So it's like a heavily like V2 version of that bag that is mm. way better. Um, it's just a, an absolute headache to try and <laughs> figure out. Like it's straightforward if I was using a roll of fabric, happy days, yeah. just roll it out, cut out my panels. But when you're using old jackets, old products, 
off-cut material you have to like work in certain ways that it utilizes that pocket it's not too long every pocket from different jackets have different zip lengths so that doesn't yeah. work so if you something else that's the the downside of upcycling it's just that extra mm. workload and step which makes life a bit longer but it works out in the end keep your mind sharp you know keep you thinking exactly you know just exactly. mindlessly sew things together from fabric keep me up at night keep my mind sharp <laughs> exactly exactly uh, awesome little little fireside chat sink peek as well this one might be coming out oh yeah true true hopefully you know i've now got to commit to that yeah well you don't have to uh you can no, I mean, i'm gonna i'm gonna just be a lie. <laughs> yeah true just made that all up <laughs> you just make up anything bro yeah. I, i'm not gonna check you <laughs> yeah true you're just gonna check this <laughs> um, all right last up or not last up last three we've got two four and five uh, let's go two number two i feel like you might have answered this in the pod so stop me if you have what is your grail brand to work with um i think i know what it was back in the day back in the day it was like nike arcteryx which amazingly mm. has happened so i'm yeah very happy and fortunate about that i think looking forward maybe um in like the garment sector, maybe like brain dead, like from a visual mm. standpoint, like I really love their graphics. It's just so over the top. Um, everything they do is just like, yeah, visually amazing. So that would be amazing. Um, apart from that into outside the fashion world, maybe like, um, I don't know, maybe like automotive, but everyone's been doing that. There's been so many like car collabs and stuff like that, which don't really make sense, I guess. Um, I don't know what else, what else do I, what brands do I like use often? Hmm. Julius canine, the dog harness brand. That'd uh-huh. be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that. Harness collab. I'm going to say that. I'm actually working on a dog collection as well. So that's another exclusive. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Uh, that's, that's in the works. Everything Harnesses I make, I try leashes. to make from, yeah, oh yeah, the whole lot. I've got like, Mm-hmm. Um, my friend works at like a, a climbing, um, not climbing center, but a, uh, climbing experience, um, place. And they had to like discard all this climbing rope because it was deemed not safe and whatever. So they had to like discard it properly mm-hmm. ended up going to me, which is great. So I have all That's this awesome. like yeah, unusable climbing rope, but it's still perfectly fine. So I'm going to make mm-hmm. some stuff from that. Um, and yeah, I got a bunch of other fabrics and stuff. They'll still be very much greater good, but yeah, greater goods dog collection for sure. Well, hey, I've got a dog, so you might see. Yeah, give me those measurements. Give there. me those measurements because I'm I'm <laughs> trying to figure a dog jacket universal yeah. doesn't make sense. It has to. You need like fifty different variations to fit all the dogs. So I think you need a small, wrap my head around large. That. I think that's yeah. But you know, dogs are like it doesn't really work because like their body shapes are so. I need to make it like hyper adjustable, so it's mm-hmm. like adjustable from every sort of like angle and side and variation. Yeah. I think once I've got that locked in, happy days. I should be all good. But at the moment, I've made my dog like four different jackets. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, do you follow my personal account? Yeah, yeah. I don't know Solomon um, jacket. That was you. I that put did it in that. the chat. Yeah, I put it in the the, the group chat. Yeah, I didn't that know that was you. Yeah. I thought you just bought that somewhere. No, I made that. I made that. So it's an old like hydration vest and some Arcteryx like 
uh, Gore-Tex underneath. That's awesome. Um, so it's like a, yeah, it's sick. There's some offcuts from the project. So I was like, let me put it to good use. Um, and it came out great. So more stuff like that would be great. It's got like reflective piping and it's a proper like functional vest. Um, that she hopefully won't chew apart. Nice man. Yeah. Is, is your dog a big chewer? Uh, well, she can be like, she has mm. her moments, you know, like mm. overall she's great. Um, nice. but she, she sometimes might have a little moment. I guess most dogs like that. She's just very vocal at the moment. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My dog went through a vocal phase. I mean, she is part Husky, so she's got oh, that okay. vocal in it's her at all times. Yeah. So cute. Like, have you, have you were there maybe when she started howling at she house at fire trucks? It's adorable. Oh, really? Yeah. My dog sometimes howls. I don't know where yeah. that's come from. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes no sense. She thinks she's Husky. That's cute. That's very cute. <laughs> um, I also, I also don't know if sending measurements of my dog will help because I'm not even sure that this is the dog. Honestly, I don't know what she is, but she's like, <laughs> she looks like a fox. She is bigger than a small dog, but smaller than a medium husky, dog. Right? Was it Pomeranian yeah. husky? Yeah, but yeah. Here's the thing: Pomskis, which is like they're not an official breed or whatever. They're all kind of just mutts. Um, mm. Pomskis because they are mutts, they, they vary in size a lot, but most of them are medium sized dogs. So they're smaller than a uh, Husky, but like not by a yeah. lot. She mm. is very small. She's only 14 more pounds. Pomeranian then. Yeah. She's much more Pomeranian. I don't know. I, I have never seen a dog like her. This is a little humble brag on the Instagram. <laughs> I've never seen a dog like her with her coat or her size right. or both, you know? You'd be surprised. Like I had the same thing. Yeah, I had the same thing of my 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 dog is like it's cockapoo and she's really Mm -hmm. straight furred and like looks like a lab. But Hmm. I was like, they've not seen any dog like this. Like she's crazy (laughs) unique. Then one day I went to East London, which is like the trendy part where every twenty year old has a dog, and I saw like (laughs) fifty like similar dogs. I was like, oh, I guess she isn't that unique. It just takes that one moment where you see one, you're like, ah. Maybe not. It sounds like your dog's more Pomeranian, though. She definitely is. She definitely yeah. is. It's really funny. She sounds like a husky on helium, the way she barks and stuff. <laughs> she vocalizes. <laughs> How old is she? Do you know? She's three, and she's about to be oh, okay. four into the year. Sweet. So just turned three, basically. Yeah. But it's crazy because they say when they turn three, the dogs mellow out a lot. And I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. She's so, she has so much energy. I mean, she still has energy. Um, and But she's mellowed out a little bit where I can take her on a two-hour walk, come back, and then she'll still pick up her toy and want to play. But oh, it's like, yeah. it's not as often that she want to play. And I think it's the Husky that's like why she has so much energy. But when she's out, she's out. Like right now, she's asleep on my bed right now. And if like, if I jiggle a bag of food, she'll wake up. But she's going to be mm. out for <laughs> like cold. Does she sleep on the bed with you at night? She starts under the bed, and then when I wake up, she'll be on the bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. My dog takes up half the bed. (laughs) So annoying. I'm blessed, truly. She's she's not big, but it's the body position. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. She can get long. You know, the arms out, legs out. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly you wake up, you're on the edge of the bed. You're like, how (laughs) has this happened? Yeah. I get that. <laughs> well, actually, I don't because I just move her whenever. Like I, oh, I, I okay. I've, I've taught her. I think that. Um, I think she's she's got a pretty good nature, but I think she's learned a lot of things. Like you know, don't take the bed too much. 
okay, and then she'll just yeah. get up. Like instead of like getting mad and like trying to bite me or bark or whatever, if I move her, she'll just jump off the bed and go under it because she knows she has like another spot under the bed too. So mm, it's a good shout. I don't have the under the bed. My dog gets mm. a bit defensive at times, but <laughs> yeah, got a bit of an she's attitude. Always, she always likes having a cave. I think that's what it is. Like the cave experience. Mm, yeah. The dogs like yeah. I've seen some dogs loving that like blanket that you can like go into yeah like yeah. a clamshell looking thing and like they mm-hmm. kind of just snuggle in there exactly um, that's super nice yeah <laughs> awesome i just did it again do you hear that awesome. anyway yeah awesome <laughs> it makes Next sense question. it makes sense no it's bad it's i know it's <laughs> a lot actually i just released an episode of um a little project i'm working on with ali like and when i was editing that I, because it's not an interview. It's not an interview format where I ask you a question, you respond. It's me and him just talking the whole time. And I say, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want people to go look for it. There's a few phrases I say that I just repeat so much. And when I was editing, I just messaged him like, dude, this is the worst ever. I hate this. I, I can't listen <laughs> back to this. you're going to really pick up on that well, though. Yeah. Is he going to I mean, be as big as Craig? That's what he said. It was like, no one's going to notice that except for you. But for me, yeah. it was so painful to sit through all of it. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, well, you got two questions left. Four and five. Let's go four. Let's go chronological right. on this. I will also tell you, these are probably, well, they could be the least hard hitting or could they could be the hardest hitting based on past trends. So we'll see how you fare. Uh, number I'm four still recovering is... from the dessert question. Yeah. <laughs> number four is, what is your favorite color? It's going to be orange. That that's an easy one. But yeah. I, that doesn't mean everything I own is like that color. Like I have. You're, about, you're wearing an orange fleece right now with orange glasses. For God's sake! And you have an orange oh, AirPods God. case. Oh, that's true. The AirPods <laughs> case is definitely true. I'll go with that. Um, but it's just, yeah, I think it's it's a very positive color. Like hits of that orange. Yeah, I, I can really see like you've it. painted it's all your a... walls like bright neon orange. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it looks like Nickelodeon. Well. I went for the face paint today. <laughs> Um, just yeah, it ties in nicely. <laughs> Went for the face paint today. <laughs> <laughs> just like a clown orange face paint makeup. <laughs> Anyways, it's nah. it really helps you get in the zone when you're working. Put on the yeah, orange face like, paint, just become one. I take all my meetings like this. It just <laughs> yeah, makes me feel comfortable, you know. And like people question it, but then I just go on the defensive and be it's like, "What's move. the problem?" It's yeah, exactly. Move. If they bring it up, if they bring it up, then I'm on the higher ground at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Man. Nah, really, it's I'm just a nice fit. I think overall, I'm gonna say like gray or black or just boring. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no wearable boring, colors, yeah. but like, mm. I do like a, a hit of orange. Just really mm-hmm. like it breaks things up. It is such a positive color. It, it yeah, it just feels very nice. And growing up, my sister had this orange wall in her bedroom. Mm. Uh, and I did always your, like your it. orange wall now. Yeah. Yeah, I, this, if I flip my camera around, this whole room is <laughs> orange. Just, you know, wakes me up in the morning feeling good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like that. <laughs> imagine doing that. Oh, There's probably people out there that have oh, like... For sure there's people. I mean, I could probably do a one-second Google search and find just a completely orange room. Orange house. <laughs> I know there's a woman that's near me. And she's known as like the blue lady because she only wears blue. Everything mm. she owns is blue. Um, she's a bit not all there in the head. She is a bit of a character, but she's she's committed you have to, to the be blue. to an extent too. I guess, yeah, maybe. Fully, or just very eccentric. Color. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of orange. I'm seeing a lot of orange. Here's a fully orange room right here. Yeah, it feels, this looks exactly very like old, aren't they? Backdrop I've searched a few. It feels like 80s. Zoom call. Yeah, it looks like a lot of hotels also. They all look like Stanley like Kubrick sets. Don't they? <laughs> they, they do. Look all they a do. Bit eerie. <laughs> 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 yeah, they literally just like a movie set. Every single one of them. Huh? What's your favorite color? I like a green. I'm a big fan of a green. Knew that obviously. Was Knew that I mean, was come on. Like dark it's green too... or like a lime? Mm, I mean, dark green. Come on. Dark green. <laughs> like the, I, like, the I like dark, dark. green. Not camo dark. Um, and the top and you're I wearing, like... is, that's like a dark green, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's top. Well, it's top. And the hair color is like dark. a... The hair's a green. Oh, and the eyes. Oh, what? The teeth? No way. Yeah, man. I actually I was inspired. I was inspired by you, and so I actually went out last time we had our chat. I didn't say anything, <laughs> but I was super inspired. So I went and I I greened myself after seeing how greened you greened myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like uh see this green right here. I don't know if it translates well like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind That's of like a very like mid vibrant green. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Mid vibrant is a very good way to put it. Um, I don't like things that are too drab. I do like to have a little bit of color. Um, really any shade of green though. Like I can get behind a neon green sometimes even. Mm. Um, oh, have you seen the throwing fits podcast shorts they made? Oh, there was one green and pink. Eh? There was a green and orange. What's it green and orange? That's me. So how's this? I'll buy you the orange one. You buy me the green one. <laughs> Let's see what they look like first. There, it's neon. It is bright. Oh, no, 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 no. They're like perforated. Like, Sports yeah, shorts. they're mesh. They're mesh so- shorts. Yeah, uh, you I don't know how I feel about them. Sadly, I've never been Why a fan of the mesh. UN logo on there. Well, I think it's because they're doing international shipping now, and they didn't for the last one, so they just that's the UN logo, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. So they threw the uh, the UN on there. Okay, nice. Ah, uh, they're cool. Just not my style. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about neon? Um, uh, do you think do you think it's making a comeback? Man in moderation i've got a few like you know that arcteryx like venom yellow that neon the system yeah, like, stuff, system that stuff. yeah 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 yeah. I've, I've got those pieces and i i don't really wear them too much they're a bit oh, okay. like there's too much for you bit, yeah like mm. my life's kind of simple and boring like mm. just kind of go to the studio and shit i mean it's all catch me, it's like, dedicated to the orange so like yeah you can't I don't have, have too like, much clothes I have one pair of orange trousers uh-huh. that I don't wear because it's not, it's not really a color you can wear comfortably. And like, I used to have a neon orange hoodie, like, like highlighter orange. This was way back in the day. Like, it, there was a phase when they were in style. I think the American, American apparel was still a thing. Um, mm. I never wore that. I bought it and instantly regretted it. I think it's such a hard color to, to wear. It's nice as like little highlights and details. Um, so I think on that system A, the new insulated jacket, they have like mm. little patches that are like hits of neon yellow. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking of. I that's, like that. They're nice. I've actually removed those because even that was like a bit too much. But like that is like a nice amount. You're boring, bro. <laughs> if it ain't orange, I'm not involved. Basically, it's what's happened. Just paint them orange. Yeah, that like it's like a beige, a beige type jacket with that neon yellow hit. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's. I think that's very tasteful. It's the, it's a good amount of neon, you know. Um, it's a very, it's a hard, it's a hard color to pull off. 
it doesn't really go with much i feel unless you do like an all black with like the the neon yellow trousers i know rory always wears them he's done mm-hmm. the full like outfit which is brave i respect that <laughs> um, i just yeah i can do it yeah i mean there's between you and me i wore full neon i was doing that back in middle school man <clears throat> i'm gonna dig out the instagram photos and yeah, no, I was wearing, I don't know if I have any on my, on my page, but, uh, I definitely, I went through a, like a vineyard vines phase where I, I wore, this, yeah. yeah, I, it's all just pastel, like neon pastel colors. I don't know. Everyone's if you've... been through that phase, man. Over here is yeah, top hopefully. man. <laughs> when you were younger, top you had like yeah. top man phase where you had like the button shirt with like different color sleeves and, oh, skinny oh, that jeans. Sounds, that sounds worse than what I did probably is to be honest looking at the vineyard vine stuff is very just like neutral in a sense it's very preppy like frat boy and i feel like that has a bigger place in society than top men honestly it's like a whole culture that meme of the had to do it to them (laughs) actually pretty much 100 percent what it is it's the had to do it to you core it is it is i've done a quick google like there's a guy wearing Mm -hmm. the exact same outfit as the guy in that meme i think he's wearing all it's crazy cut the picture is so funny the more you yeah, look at it the funnier it is <laughs> he's wearing two he's wearing the same shade he's wearing a pale pink and both oh, his yeah. shorts and shirt are the same color and then he's wearing he's no socks because he's berries and you he's the craziest ankle tan you've ever seen oh yeah now <laughs> i've actually like analyzed it with that narration it's like yeah it's pretty it's so pretty funny, wild man it's so funny yeah i love that photo but that's that's that vineyard vines core right there they should have just used that as like marketing material they should have i don't i don't think they're smart like that honestly nowadays with like brands and twitter pages that would have definitely Mm -hmm. happened that would have killed it that would have done numbers on social (laughs) maybe if they even did it now if they even pulled out, uh, I had to do it to him now. Or, yeah, I don't know. If I will, will that go down well? Because sometimes I think it would go down. Think- I mean, it would definitely be like a brand moment. You know, it's like, oh, this meme from five years ago. Good job, brand. It would do resurrecting well, it. but it, it won't have the the venom it would have had back in the day. Where yeah, it's like that would be crazy. The press, you know, yeah, fresh off the press. The only way to explain it, I think, is yeah. it's lost that that spark. Yeah. I agree, but cycle. damn, crazy stuff. I had so much Vineyard Vines, and I would wear a Vineyard Vines shirt with some white khaki shorts and then some damn. just awful elite, elite socks. You know the Nike Elites? Such a, they're such Nike. a big deal where I grew up. Nike Elite Nike. socks. socks. They've got like... Oh, they're very uh, simple. They have... They have uh, oh like four dots on the back back. oh okay okay that's Um, a crazy combo isn't it yeah really sporty socks with like they've got the one two three four like five six lines or dots on the back they're super comfortable they're very comfortable socks they have like nice cushioning i'd wear from soccer all the time because they were nice Mm. but um yeah i had oh these were the grail the white with the the light blue they were that so would, expensive that, that too. would match the outfit socks yeah good socks are very pricey did you They're guys like, ever have the hmm? astro football boots and jeans phase 
Like AstroTurf? Yeah. No, because soccer's not that big in America. Oh, right. Okay. So, I um, mean, the kids that did play, I never owned a pair of turf shoes. I only wore cleats my entire career uh, playing soccer. Really? But I know, like, you know, my friends that did, they would wear them to school. But, right, yeah. Okay. It was oh, never it was big so here. big. Honestly, what a time to be alive was Astros <laughs> and jeans at school. Non-uniform day, so you can wear whatever you want. Who had the, the freshest pair of Total 90 Astro boots and freshest the worst pair. cut jeans, you know? The worse <laughs> the cut, the better. Like, what a time. It was so good. Uh, so good. If we're going to talk about some some boots, I need you to look up the... You're going to like these because they got orange in them. Look up Magista. Nike oh, Magista. Yeah. Look up... No, no, no. Specifically, green and white. These these are my number one pair of soccer cleats I ever owned in my entire life. These are quite a modern boot, They're right? They're so cool. Yeah, the Magista came out in the 2014 World Cup. Um, and yeah, then they released a bunch of colorways. Cool. Yeah. Is this the rainbow tick? Is that a rainbow tick? Uh, no. Green sole, white upper. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the um, it's got like sock a black ankle. black sock ankle thing. Yeah, these are pretty nice. They're so cool, man. I love these shoes. Boots have just I, changed so much. Yeah, like, I wanted them. Sneak. I wanted them for Christmas, and I got them, and I was just so happy. <laughs> I wore them every single day. I, they like motivated me to play soccer. I wore them every faster. day. They did. They made me faster, and then I got the blue in. Well, then actually, I um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for what I did to these shoes. It's kind of like how uh, Adam and Eve ate the apple. And we're cast out of heaven. Okay. <laughs> I I learned about the scam, not scam, loophole with Nike, where you could you could break the shoe, and you could right. get a, and you could get your full refund, including shipping, and get a free pair after like two years. So they were already frayed oh. a little bit. They were already broken a little bit. And I took them in the backyard and I broke them. Oh, that must have been painful. It was extremely painful. And then I got another pair that was cool. But uh, I, I mean, I kept it going for a while. That wasn't my first pair I got. I got like three more pairs after that. So, you know, they, their sacrifice was well worth it. Um, but it was it was truly painful to do that to my my favorite pair. Um, I can imagine. I can imagine. But that's a, yeah. a scam loophole, right? It's not a scam. It's just a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a loophole. My go-to boots. I got, they're so... I can't even get a good high-res photo of them. That's when you know they're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming up with the modern version. Oh, there we go. There we go. For anyone listening, I've linked him a photo of the AstroTurf Total 90 boots where the, the tongue flap and lace system was on the side. It's I don't even know what year these came out. Let me see early 2000s for sure but it's just like yeah memories come flooding back oh wow wow no i don't even know if we had these in america oh, real that is these such are the a ones Rooney used to wear i think i can count how many pixels are in this photo yeah that, <laughs> this is the most high-res one i could find to be honest the other ones are wow. even worse this is like motorola flip-up era like there's no literally because photos of these didn't probably exist at that point because no one could take photos <laughs> <laughs> there's only analog film photos of these that exist these, these kind of look so like good. the uh 
Nike. Oh man. Tiempo. Yeah. Tiempo. Oh yeah. Ronaldinho. I had too. a, I had a pair of Tiempos before. Um, the Magistas. I had like the classic. Oh, just they were. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the black oh, and white. It was so like nice. there was like the split. So like half or like three fourths of the shoe was um black and then the other part was white. Mm, I don't think I know that one. I remember the Ronaldinho version of these. Type in the R10, Tiempo R10. These are so nice. They're like gold and white or like black and gold. They're very corny. Oh, but... yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't nice. even a massive football fan, but I was still so mm. engrossed in like the whole like Brazilian team and like the Joga Benito kind of stuff. I think mm. that's how you pronounce it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean this is this is taking me back to my my days on the field under those lights. What I wouldn't give to be under those lights one more time. <laughs> and the, the damn knee injury. Yeah, to have gone pro. <laughs> Could have gone pro if it wasn't yeah, for my ACL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them. Did you actually damage your knees? <laughs> yeah, I tore both my ACLs. Oh Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Different times. Different from times. Soccer. Yeah. The one of them was at tryouts uh, for a right. team. And the other one was like the last uh the last game of a season. Damn. Yeah. So that sucked. But here I am. I have a podcast now, so it led to this. Everything happened for here. <laughs> Just a bit of pain that could lead up to something like this. Let's move on to this uh this last question for you now you can you can finally go back to painting the rest of your room number five <laughs> what is your favorite animal um i think ever since getting a dog it's kind mm. of like mm. yeah it has to be dogs you know they're just so friendly and nice it's and so not bad bone in them and like it's a boring answer it's yeah, but I I can say like I can say lion or a tiger, but it's like let's be yeah, real. I've only seen one should. behind a cage, and like no, no. I, I think I could go for an edgy answer and be like bumblebee. Yeah. Oh, okay. That isn't true. I'm just saying that for the <laughs> sake of it. But like I'm gonna say dog, just because I have a dog. Um, she's just like a ball of energy, so positive and just funny. She just as funny shit. Um. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any like animal enough to be like, yeah, that's my favorite animal. I do like mm. deep sea creatures, you know, like mm. anglerfish. And there's a great Instagram account that my friend showed me. It's like Mbari. Let me see. Yeah, Mbari News. I don't think it might not be pronounced that. It might be Mbari. Um, but they have just crazy footage of like deep sea creatures um, that have like bioluminescence and just crazy stuff like it looks oh, out of this Bay world Aquarium. you know and some of these creatures have only been like on video twice or like three times or like they don't know what it is or it, it's crazy like it doesn't it's crazy to think like this stuff exists on earth and we don't know about it we've only seen them once or um, and stuff's constantly being like discovered and it's just so amazing to see like these crazy creatures so they're not like my favorite but i just find them like incredibly interesting 
because there's nothing that's relatable to this kind of stuff that you see this you're like this looks alien yeah i'm just i'm looking at them they're so weird right they're just, just transparent like it's amazing some of these yeah. things are like fully translucent you're like that's a that is a living thing in a sense like it has i don't know to, to what extent you know but they're being translucent you know it's amazing one of the david Attenborough series there was one where they it was about the ocean and they'd done a, an episode in like deep sea or like a segment of an episode that was deep sea and there was a shot of a an angler fish and i've seen an angler fish before and like they have that light bulb looking thing and a big jaw but this mm-hmm. one had like bioluminescent tentacles and it just looked like the the most like evil looking thing. <laughs> um, it was wild. Let me see if I can get a, a photo of it. And I went into detail, like I like researching them and like the way they mate is crazy. Like the male fish gets absorbed into the female anglerfish and just dies. Uh-huh. It's, it's, yeah, it's wild. I used to, uh, every time my family would go somewhere, we had a uh, VHS player. That that shows the age a little. We had a VHS player in my minivan, and I would always watch, like, the Deep Sea. It wasn't, I don't know if it was David Attenborough, but something like that. Um, deep Sea videos for just hours on end whenever we'd go on a road trip. And, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it's, yeah, VHS days are a, like a great like time as well. Like you could yeah. only watch what you had on VHS. <laughs> you had to really, you had to really pay attention. You know, you can. Yeah. Didn't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you'd have to be content with watching the same thing again and again. There's no other options. Like you have to be happy watching Jungle Book fifty times. You know. <laughs> wow, some of these are crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, you I'm can still watching the. Uh, it's actually it's an aquarium in the United States in California. Mare oh no Bay way! Aquarium. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they have them. It says that. Don't. Yeah. Taken rem- with a remotely operated vehicle in the depths of yeah, the Monterey they Bay. Yeah, definitely don't have all this stuff. They probably can't as well. Like, probably there's can't. No yeah, way you probably can't bring it die. out of this area. Yeah, they can't. Whoa. The pressure. They live in that deep sea pressure. They can't really come out of that. Yeah, um, and that's the whole thing with the uh, the blobfish that everyone makes fun of for being so blobby. It doesn't actually look like that. It's just oh, when that's they, out of water. Yeah, when they when they take it mm. out of that pressure, it like decompresses and just like flattens because it's used to living Damn. under such high pressure that that's the only way they keep its form. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you've seen a blobfish, <gasps> I just saw the cutest little animal on panda panda bear sea angel. Everyone <laughs> look up. Everyone go look up a panda bear sea angel. That is adorable. Great name as well, by the way. That is a great name. That is a Pokemon. That's not real. It's so cool, man. It flat. It just flaps around underwater. How big is it? You have tiny. no sense of scale with deep sea yeah. stuff as well. Like, I got it. It's got to be tiny, right? You you think that? Like I thought an anglerfish was small, but they're way bigger than I thought. What? How big are they? I don't actually know, but I remember researching. And I was like, oh. But it was a model, so it might not even be the scale. But I was thinking, hang on, I don't know the scale of any of these things because there's nothing to compare it to because it's just 
in the abyss of water. It says, some angler fish can grow to be 3.3 feet long. I don't know how much that is in meters, but, oh, one meter. One meter. There, you go. there we go. See, that's already way bigger than I thought. Yeah. Most of them are less than a foot long, though. So that's... Oh. And the males are Where's even smaller. That giant males one? Are like yeah, the tiny. male ones are tiny. I think that giant one is fake. The model, right? I think the model is just a model to yeah. to show. There's that video of the giant phantom jellyfish. And that is crazy. That looks like that done its rounds on Insta as well, to be honest. Like I saw a lot of people sharing that one. Um I think it's called the phantom jellyfish but yeah just some there's a phantom jellyfish stuff. and there's also um i don't know oh yeah this thing this also looks like a pokemon yeah. it's black with like a red orb inside of it <laughs> oh, what one are you talking about giant phantom jelly oh yeah okay yeah that's the one i've seen it's crazy it looks like it's yeah. got like silk robes coming out of it it looks like a 3D render, doesn't it? The way it yeah. moves and how smooth everything is. and It's just crazy. Is that, are those stingers on the end of it? Because if so, that's even more terrifying. Probably, probably. Like, like all those deep sea creatures are just wow. gnarly. Like, they, they've have got you this, seen, yeah. have you seen a Portuguese man of war? No. I think they are considered the most deadly jellyfish. Portuguese jellyfish? I'm just going to Google that. Yeah, yeah. It's always the like blue tentacle. Yeah, it's got. They call it a man of war because it looks like it has like a fin that pops out of the water, and it oh, looks yeah, like see, a see. Uh, a man of war, like the ship. Oh damn! But their stingers can go for just like hundreds and hundreds of feet. And actually, in yeah. uh, when I went to Australia, they had specific like netting. You couldn't go past a certain boundary in a lot of beaches because they had like very very tight wired gates so that jellyfish stingers couldn't just like wander through because they're so oh long they could God. be so far away and they, they could still wander through oh, that's just i've i remember seeing fags on like jellyfish um mm. tentacles and some gone for like a kilometer i'm like how yeah how is that possible like that is so far that's like my walk to work is like <laughs> the length of this jellyfish tentacle that can like kill a man it, yeah it's crazy it is crazy and they just kind of float around. Oh my they gosh. Don't have a, I don't know. They're transparent. They don't have like a. Do you want to know something terrifying? Go on, Actually, two facts. It. These are two good animal facts for you. One, coral is an animal. Oh, yeah. I think I kind of knew that. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. I thought it was a plant of some sort. But anyway, I just learned that the other day. It's an animal. And two, the man of war is not actually a jellyfish. It's a bunch of animals like working together. It's called a siphonophore that's terrifying what? hang on what it's not it's, it's not it's a not single... one jellyfish it is a bunch of organisms in one like a mech four specialized parts right. each with their own specific task completely confused me now Oh, I get what you mean. There's like a diagram, right? Yeah. I see it. I see it. That's scary, man. It's like a modular creature. Yeah. We know so little about the ocean. And it's the so top scary. thing is like a flotation device. Look, it's gas filled. Yeah. Yeah. 
It looks like an alien, straight up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like if you saw 100%. that, if you saw that in a horror movie, as like an alien infection coming to take over the world. I That's what it. I mean. When people say they don't believe in aliens, just link them this Wikipedia page <laughs> of this jellyfish and be like, explain that. This is not of this world. God did not create yeah. this. <laughs> Send them that and me, the panda bear sea angel, and be like, yeah, explain that. Like explain this. No, the thing is, no one can. <laughs> Even we don't really know, probably know enough about it. But especially this panda sea angel that just looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's so cool. The oceans are truly a terrifying place. But also, I think we know like oh, I don't. It's probably one of them dumb facts. But it's like we know more about space than we don't do know about the deep sea. And I don't know. It's we've explored more of the surface of the moon than we have the bottom of the ocean okay that was it there we yeah. go that's the one yeah which is crazy to think about like why are we spending billions to go up there when we don't really know what's down here yeah i guess no one wants to go down there because it's just too crazy <laughs> <laughs> to go there and just come back mentally scarred from seeing like phantom jellyfish do you uh, do you have a favorite animal uh yeah i can't remember what I said. I might have said cuttlefish last time. I think cuttlefish are cute. Another sea animal for you. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Or my nice. dog, of course. I'll there just say go. my dog to be. I mean, she's so cute. Last night, actually, I was thinking about how like she's not gonna ever die, which is cool. Like she's oh. never gonna die, which is like a really cool thing about her. So she's gonna live forever. Have you watched Bad Vegan? No, what's that? on netflix okay you saying my dog will never die just really reminded me of this <laughs> program um have you seen like tinder swindler and all that kind of stuff i know what it is but i've never watched it okay cool so it's definitely within that genre okay um give give bad vegan a go as well it's a really sh- shit name like it's a terrible <laughs> name for the, the program um but yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a crazy program. Like same with Tinder Swindler as well. That was also wild. This is crazy. It's got a critic rating of ninety four percent, but then it's got an audience score of thirty percent. Oh, what bad vegan? <laughs> yeah, that's on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the IMDb? Because that's kind of what I go by. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Five point eight. <laughs> it is kind of. It's. Yeah, it is kind of shit. But you don't watch it knowing <laughs> it's going to be like amazing, you know? It's yeah, one of those it kind of sucks, but you get you used to it. Yeah, it's not something that you're meant to like take seriously. Well, I guess you kind of have to take it seriously, but like it isn't going to change your life in a sense, you know? It's just okay. someone's crazy, crazy story of how they pretty much got scammed, but long windedly. Um, basically, some guy tricks her into thinking that her dog is going to live forever. And she just gets rinsed of all her money, pretty much. But it's just a crazy wow. spiral. Hey, I found the um, I found the uh, Japanese release of it, where the subtitles are in Japanese. So if someone, any mood board wants to take that and just throw it up there, I'm sure the <laughs> numbers. What the Japanese bad vegan? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Have you seen any good films recently? Um, film. I saw the Batman. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I've heard yeah, a lot. you gotta go. A lot of good things, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, the people who are saying bad things, I'll, I'll say it for them. They're just being contrarian. Mm. They're not. I don't know what that means. 
it means they're just saying the opposite of everyone else's opinion because they want to feel special. Oh, right. Okay. Um, that's what I think because it's a really solid movie. It's super long, but I didn't feel, it didn't feel like super long. It didn't feel like a three hour movie. You know, it felt like a two hour mm. movie or maybe one and a half okay. even. Um, Robert Pattinson is amazing. Uh, mm. He's finally, I hope this is finally what breaks the curse of the mainstream people thinking that he's just the Twilight vampire guy. Yeah. Because yeah. he did so many like indie films and stuff in between. He done good that, time, didn't he? That was good. Yeah, he did The Lighthouse. He did lots of stuff. Um, mm. But he was just always known as the sparkly vampire. So now hopefully this, we smell the spotlight because he was a great, he was a great Batman. And I think it's a very different take on Bruce Wayne that I don't know if the people are ready for yet. But uh, mm. I think for the the setting that it's in, the Gotham that was made. It's really good. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman was really good. I think she's much better than uh, Anne Hathaway Halle Berry? was. Halle Berry? Oh. No, no, no. Better, okay. Not better than her. Better than, better than Anne Hathaway. Um, she's just not believable enough. You know, like... Mm, I can't yeah, wait. Which she's one not believable. Was, Anne Hathaway was in Bane the, Rises. Yeah, the, the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale... I like Batman Begins and mm. Dark the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. And I then Dark really Knight Rises. Much for, yeah, I didn't really have much for Dark Knight Rises. Well, it's interesting because um, like Batman Begins starts a story and then Dark Knight just takes it in a wild new direction. And then basically Dark Knight Rises picks up where Batman Begins left off. But it's after like one of the greatest superhero movies or yeah. movies, depending on your opinion, of all time comes out, you know? Um so it's like it, it just kind of lost all the steam of that whole you know Ra's al Ghul type story because yeah. the Joker was such a good villain and the movie was so good and the Dark Knight I so I wasn't convinced with Bane as well I don't know yeah. felt like a little I mean I feel like if Dark Knight had even incorporated a little bit of that storyline about the kid or the League of Shadows or whatever mm-hmm. it could have it, it could have tied in but they just took it it was like a complete anthology away from everything else you know yeah i've only seen it once because i didn't even bother Mm. rewatching it but batman begins i definitely liked Um, yeah i'm keen to see this film i just gave it a google and it's three hours long which is crazy but (laughs) that's like um the irishman was like three hours long i had to watch that over like three days no 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 this one this one this one will grip you i i okay i agree i can be bored by movies quickly but they keep it moving they keep giving you little clues you're yeah. trying to figure out the mystery in your head that whole vibe um it's not an action movie it either it's pretty good it's a detective it movie good. yeah it does sound good and it's got a crazy mm-hmm. rating as well like yeah yeah and they're gonna do a second one for sure oh okay. Uh-huh. okay and they just uh they when you go see it let me know and i can send you a little deleted scene that they they released to the public but you shouldn't watch it until oh, you've yeah. seen the movie yeah i've not watched any trailers i'm quite good at just avoiding film spoilers and whatever so i haven't seen anything about it oh, what nice. i've seen is a film poster where i've just nice. seen the posters and that's it yeah um, and people's opinions of it and whatever mm-hmm. without any spoilers but yeah i definitely want to give it a watch i don't know nice. whether i should go to the cinema or just like do it at home on the tv uh, kind of setup it's coming out on hbo but i think it's cool to see in the cinema there's a couple scenes where it's like it's in the have you seen the trailer have you seen trailer for it at all i haven't no. seen anything okay <laughs> there's a very cool scene that happens where it's like the volume and like the bass and all that is very you know mm, okay. astounding so maybe That's maybe like a, a maybe it's a approach. theater view 
Yeah, maybe it's a theater yeah. type viewing. But yeah, besides that, I've seen an anime movie, which no one cares about. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just seen, those are really the only two I've seen in the past while. How about you? Um, what have I seen? I watched the Pixar Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I that? thought it was pretty good. People saying it's like amazing. I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of decent. It's, <laughs> I didn't think it was that crazy you good. Didn't think it was but it was Pixar films. Like Pixar films are very like they're different to how they used to be. You know, they're very much like you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> no, but they're very like um, I don't know how to explain it, but like very ethical now. They'll have like a, a big cultural mm. talking point, whereas back in the day, it was just like here's some toys that chat you know like it was okay the whole there's more the whole thing is yeah there's a there's a liberal agenda in my child's movies yeah i don't mind <laughs> i don't mind that at all like it's, it's always great to have but it was i don't know i thought it's people hyped out massively and i thought it was just a good film i didn't think it was incredible mm. um, the one film i did think was really good that i saw on netflix is the, Un- the untouchables let me see if that's correct That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Scratch yeah, that. Yeah, from 1987? No, 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 no. That's cool, the... man. The American crime film directed by Brian De Palma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a really, really weird name. It was on Netflix? So, yeah, 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 it's a French film. Is it's like it... the... Yeah, I, think the... I think, yeah... Intouchables, sorry, I am touchables. Yeah, I knew it was something. I thought that's been translated or something, but that was really good. It's about um, this older, um, oh. rich dude who's paralyzed and like wheelchair bound, oh. um, really wealthy, and he he needs a um, a new person in his care staff. Basically, mm. he already has a team of people, but he needs a new person to basically just be his arms and legs for him and like help him for stuff yeah and then this guy who's just like a bit rough and ready like not posh or anything just comes mm. along to the interview just to like get his welfare check so people so it looks like he's applying for work and whatever um and then the rich guy ends up just saying yeah like i want to take you on and then it's just this mm. really nice like relationship between them um, the soundtrack's incredible, which also helps, but it's just like everything about it is so nice. Um, nice. You kind of, I didn't really want it to end when I was watching it, <laughs> and I have no real comparison to like what I can compare it to because it is, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's that French element as well where it's like you're reading the subtitles, you're a bit more engrossed because you have to keep watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, which always helps. I do like watching things with subtitles anyway because it just makes you concentrate a bit more. Um, but I'd highly recommend anyone watching that if you haven't already. It is really good. It's on Netflix as well. There's a, it reminds me of a movie of... I'm going to find the name really quick. One thing I would say about the film is that like, the cover photo, it just it looks really shit. Like It's one of those films that like, you yeah. judge it by the cover, you're like, this is terrible, um, which is always off-putting. It's annoying it happens. Okay. Here yeah, the it film is. is also called The Upside, so it has like a translated title. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Called. Yeah. Um, 
this one I watched in 2016 called Me Before You. Now, I was I was I was 16 when it came out. So maybe I hadn't seen a lot of movies yet, but it it reminds me of this. Um I can't remember if it was good or not, but uh, it's about kind of the same deal, quadriplegic man who gets paralyzed and needs like someone to take care of him. But it's a struggle oh, okay. between him like wanting to commit assisted suicide. Mm. Like he he's like, I've lived a really full life. I used to be this like playboy, all this good stuff. And now I'm quadriplegic. I just kind of don't want to be alive anymore. I'd rather be dead mm. than live like this. And then the person he hires as like his caretaker, who's trying to tell him like, you know, there's a lot to live for. That's not just like partying and stuff. Mm. Um, you can still live a full life. So yeah, that was a good one. Um, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. It sounds pretty similar. Can't remember, can't pretty remember similar. if it's good or not, but, uh, <laughs> it's got a good rating. 7.4 MDB. The cover okay. again, looks incredibly corny, but <laughs> it might be one of those films, you know, it has a great rating. Films. Yeah. So maybe check that one out too. I don't know how you yeah. can find it, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That search. So what I got for good. you. Oh wait, oh, this is what I was going to say too. When you were saying Untouchables and you were saying it started with Un, there's a movie coming out called The Unbearable Weight of Being, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where oh, okay. Nicolas, oh, Cage Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays Nicolas Cage in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he plays it's got himself. A great rating. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's, I hope it's, it's just I really want to see it. It might just be crazy <laughs> at this point that I've seen it. Um, but anyway, it's it's Pedro Pascal is like this big drug lord guy, mm. and um, Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage, and Nick Cage gets hired to do comedy for him or something, and they just it's like a buddy movie. But then there's like an undercover thing. He becomes an informant for the CIA, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Uh, but it just from the trailers, the beginning of the movie just looks like Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal just having a good time together and i just i want to see that like a proper comedy then or is it i think it is going to be like a comedy like an undertone of it's it's saying it's comedy yeah i think it'll be like an action comedy type beat um but nick cage is definitely one of those actors that he's insane but i love him he's got he's great so i've not seen enough of his films think i've seen ghost rider but i was barely like watching that just in, on the background you know <laughs> he's got he's got some new film. movies he's done like i think he did a color no maybe he did mandy i know which is a wild mm-hmm. movie and then he did a movie that's basically five nights at freddy's if you know what that oh, is right, the, okay. the video game where it's like the haunted um haunted like chuck e cheese if you know what that is right, animatronics come to okay. life and kill people um where he's a janitor that gets hired in a town to like wash the restaurant at night or clean the restaurant at night or something. And he's just like, I don't think he has a single line of dialogue in the entire movie. I think <laughs> his only line that he has is screaming and he doesn't say anything else, but it's just Nick Cage going and yeah, it's just great. You, everyone should go watch that movie too. I can't remember the name of it right now, but he's Cage. done a lot of films. I'm on his yeah. IMDb now. The animatronics movie is called Willie's Wonderland. Oh my God. I highly I recommend that one. Yeah, it's only got a 5.5 on IMDb. That's how you know I, you can't trust IMDb. <laughs> the movie's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> he done the the Spider Man voice in Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man Noir. Oh yeah, no he idea. did. He yeah, did that. Yeah, I, I had no idea. So funny. That was a great film. I love that film. I don't think I've seen anything else. Thinking about that. Um, 
I've just been watching um, Drive to Survive, the Formula One Netflix series. Every, it's like a sleeper because a lot of my friends have just come out of the closet as watching that show, but I've never heard anything about it. It's great. I don't give a shit about Formula One. Like I don't <laughs> watch it, but this is like, it makes you like it. Like it has all the the ins and outs, the drama behind the scenes. It's it's great. It condenses down all the Formula One races, all the long hours into like mm. a condensed shot of like what is happening. Um, yeah, that's great. I highly recommend that. You don't even have to like Formula One. Mm. It just I feel like it appeals to everyone, to be honest. Nice. That's been great. Well, you know what else has been great? My time with you today. Great segue. That is an incredible segue. I'm trying. I will try better uh, for all the listeners <laughs> at home. Um, <clears throat> thank you for coming on today. I don't want to. I don't want to take any more of your time because um, I know it is late for you. So. Yeah, no, it's all good. As always, it's always great being on. Yeah, thank you for having me on again. It's a pleasure.